family of God is such a beautiful place. And although we are in one family, we are different in a whole lot of ways. We have different talents. We have different roles. We are a family who is made up of people who are red, yellow, black, and white. But because God is our Father, because we are in the family of God, we are able to be gracious and precious in His sight. But although we may come from different social backgrounds, though we may come from different classes of life, we are one because God is our Father. We talk about God's family. We need not to forget that God understands the position His people are in. The fundamental principles, the things God asks us to be, are things that that are able for us to grasp, able for us to complete. God's not going to ask us to be a people that we cannot be. But if we want to be a people who are pleasing to God, if we want to be a family that is prioritized, then there may be some fundamental principles that we need to consider if we are not already practicing them. God's family, number one, needs to be a people who leave the world. We need to be a people who leave the world. The world is becoming so intrusive into our lives. It's into our homes. It's into our families. It's into the congregations of the Lord's people now. More and more brethren are letting the world into the church, and it's going to end up causing havoc. If we don't leave the world, if we don't get away from the world, then our families, our congregations, they're not going to be there in the future. Paul said this. Paul said, be not conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds in Christ Jesus, so that by testing you may prove what is the holy and acceptable will of God. Paul says that Christianity doesn't fit into the world. The mold of culture and society, Christianity just doesn't fit into that. Someone said that Christianity is a counterculture mentality. I think that's true in a lot of ways. But if we are to be people that are God's family, if we're to be a people after God's heart, we've got to leave the, leave the world. You know, we were called to leave the world whenever we became Christians. Peter told us that God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We lived in a dark, dark world at one point, and because of Christ, we were put into a family that is away from darkness, a family that includes light. John tells us, see what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. 1 John 3, 1 through 2. We're away from the world. People aren't going to recognize us. We're going to stand out. We're going to stick out like a, a sore thumb. But it's far better for us to be in God's family. We want to be pleasing to our Father. We've got to leave the world. You know, some people are discouraged by this, though. And they want to be still uh, have a small part of the world in their lives. And John says in 1 John 2, 15, he says, If you're friends with the world, you're an enemy of God. You put yourself away from the family of God. We've got to be a people who leave the world. Number two, we've got to be a people who lead the way. We've got to be a people who lead the way. Ronald Reagan said, The greatest leader is not necessarily someone who does the greatest things, but he is someone who leads people to do great things. And as a heavenly family, as the family of God, we can show people how to be the greatest thing they could ever be. We can show people salvation. The world sends leaders, sends people to be leaders to books of philosophy, to the speeches of the world. But the most influential leader of all time will be someone in God's family that leads people to the way, which is salvation. John 1.51, Jesus describes himself as a ladder to the Father. Jesus says if you want to be in a relationship with God, if you want to be in fellowship with him, the way that that's going to happen is going to be by me. We wear Christ's name. So that's got to be our same mission as well. But practically speaking, how are we going to lead the way? 
Well, Paul proposes the idea that when people imitate Christ, if they're imitating you and me, we're leading the way. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. But Jesus was practical in Matthew chapter 5 when he talked about that little light that could do a whole lot of good. He says in this chapter, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, if we're leading the way, if we're letting our light shine, we're setting an example for all people who are in the house. If we're leading the way, we are showing people an example of good works. And above all, if we're leading the way, we're showing people how to glorify God. And that's why we're here. We're not here to get patted on the back. We're not here to get notoriety like the Pharisees were in Matthew chapter 6. We're here to do all things to God's glory and to help others glorify God as well. Since God's family has left the world, we must lead the way. And finally, we need to be a people who love to worship. We need to be a people who love to worship. Psalmist said it so beautifully when he said, I was glad when they told me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Psalm 122, verse 1. Do you think the psalmist loved to worship? He said he was glad. He was happy at the opportunity he had to worship God. Let's do a reality check. You worked all day on Saturday. You're going to have to work Sunday afternoon. You're not going to get to take that nap you used to take it. You're going to have to work overtime Monday through Friday. You wake up Sunday morning. What's your mindset towards worship? We as God's people have to love to worship. We've got to be able to enjoy being able to worship our Father. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas are preaching in Philippi. And they cast out this demon of a girl that many people were profiting off of. And because they cast out this demon, they were thrown into jail. And when they got in jail, they're sitting in the shackles and they prayed and sang songs because the other prisoners heard them there, Acts 16.25. These were men that no matter the circumstance, no matter the predicament they found themselves in, they were people who loved to worship. And we've got to be those same people as well. But if we really love to worship, there may be a couple of things we need to consider. If we love to worship, we need to care about the order of worship. Paul told Timothy, he said, I write these things in case I delay in coming to you, that you may know how to behave yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and bulwark of the truth, 1 Timothy 3.15. Paul says there's a way that we need to act. There's a certain order that we need to have in worship. And although the denominational world may not believe this or practice this, that does not give us the right to do what we want. We must make sure we do all things, even the things in worship, decently and in order, 1 Corinthians 14.40. But if we love to worship, another thing we need to consider is we need to care about our focus in worship. We care about our focus. It's easy to get distracted in worship. I know I've been guilty of it. Maybe you have too. There's a passage that comes to my mind. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 3 says that the fire came down from heaven. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the people bowed their heads and they said, For he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. What was their focus? Their focus wasn't on the fire. Their focus wasn't on the temple. It was on Almighty God, and that has to be our focus as well. We get to worship the ruler of the world, the king of all kings. We get to worship the creator of all things living, and surely we should love that opportunity. What are our fundamentals? What are we using to base our spirituality upon? What is the family of God all about? God's family leads the world. God's family leads the way, and God's family loves to worship. If we're not already practicing these fundamentals, let's get them into our lives. Let's make our congregations better. Let's make fellowship and unity greater in the Lord's kingdom. Hope this message was encouraging this morning. Let's.